Okay. So, like I said, today we're going to look at Birkot HaShachar. So we're going to start with Modani, or Modani, as we say. Um, feel free to take a Sidur, to look into, into the Sidur, um, or I'm you know, sure it's, it's all familiar to you guys. So, Modani. Okay, Birkot HaShachar. Birkot HaShachar really is a preparation. It prepares us, it puts us in the right mindset for our day. It puts us in the right mindset really for tefillah. And we're going to see, kind of, we're going to, as we go through it, um, I want you to think of, you know, the feeling that you get, the, you know, the, what themes that you see in, in Birkot HaShachar. So the first thing we say when we open our mouths, right? Modani lefanecha, melechai vekayam, shehechezart nishmati bechemla raba emunatecha. We say modani, we say thank you. It's the first thing we say right when we wake up is we say thank you. Okay, for what? We say thank you to Melechai Vikayam, right? To the king that is all existing, right? Shehechezar Tabin Nishmati, that this king, Hashem, gave us back our Neshama, right? So it's, it's almost like it's, it's putting us versus, versus Hashem, right? Hashem has to give us back our Neshama, but he's Melechai Vikayam, right? This Melechai Vikayam gives us back our Neshamot. Bechemla, Rabbi Munatecha. Chemla, um, means like pity, right? When and and it often connotes saving someone from from a crisis or saving someone in a time of need, right? So when we think of ourselves sleeping and we're kind of at Hashem's mercy to give us back our neshamot, right? Hashem gives us back our neshamot bechemla raba emunatecha, right? With great emuna. Now. The source, there, these words, Rabba Emunatecha, come up in a, in a place in Tanakh. Um, and it's interesting to note that much of our tefillah really comes from Pesukim in Tanakh. We say full chapters of, of Pesukim in Tanakh, right? Like Pesukim de Zimra. Um, and, and Chazal, like very smartly, right, very appropriately took our tefillah from Pesukim in Tanakh, right? Which makes sense. Um, if we're going to kind of, you know, connect, we're going to use, if tefillah is going to be our means to connect to God, so it makes sense that we're going to connect to God through words of Torah, through God's word, right? What better way than to use Pesukim from Tanakh in order to communicate with God, in order to connect to God. So the first, so if you look at source number one, it's Pesukim from Echa, okay? Paragimel, Chasdei Hashem lo tamnu ki lo chalu rachamecha, right? The kindness of Hashem has not ended, his mercies are not spent, right? Talking about Hashem's kindness. Chadashim la bekarim raba emunatecha. His kindness is re- renewed every morning, right? This is really very, sounds like what we say every morning, right? Chelki Hashem amra nafshi al ken ochil lo. Right, Hashem is my my chilek, my portion. I say with a full heart. Right, therefore I find hope in Him. Right, which is which is the thematically is very similar. Right, Right, like we're we're expressing our thanks to God for giving us back our nishamot. Okay, right. That's how we start. Um, that's how we start our morning. Then we do netilat yadaim. Okay, then we transition to asher yatar. Okay, Asher Yatar could probably be its own class in and of itself, but we'll go through some of it. Okay, we all know Asher Yatar is thanking Hashem for our bodies working the way they're supposed to be working. Um, after a person does whatever he needs to do in the morning, we thank Hashem for having our bodies and our physiology doing what they're supposed to do. It's so, it, it's, it's cool because in my, not, I don't have so much, training in, in biology, but I, I was in healthcare at a time. And um, the classes that I, that I took, um, I always, like, a lot of my teachers happen to be religious Jews. And it's fascinating because I, my first, one of my first classes in audiology was taught by a religious woman, Dr. Adrian Rubenstein in Brooklyn College. I'll never forget her. And at any time, she would teach about the inner hair cells of the cochlea, which is like the hearing mechanism in your ear, and how the hair cells are differentiated by frequency. It would, it would always just reaffirm her faith. She would literally tell us, Hashem. Like, and, and this is like in Brooklyn College in the middle of, you know? So I always found it so interesting how, and, and other classes also, anatomy classes, um, and even in graduate school, you, you just, you really, you 
appreciate how much of a wonder the human body is. The other night we had a lecture from an OBGYN and about childbirth through Nishmat, through the program that I'm learning in right now. And, you know, she was saying how everyone thinks that child, their labor and childbirth is so unique and so, and so special and so, like, individualized. But she was telling us how, like, when the baby delivers, they each, all babies, in order to deliver themselves in a, in a normal delivery, they, they all do the same movement. It's crazy. They have like a little dance that they do where they, okay. where they, when they first, the head emerges and then they rotate to, to kind of maneuver one shoulder out. I mean, obviously the doctor's here to help them, but there are these predictable movements that every baby does when they're being delivered. And she said in the middle of the lecture, she's like, Marabu Hashem. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's something that we think is so variable and so different. She says it's predictable at almost every baby across the board. And when they don't do that, then you know there's a problem. Um, but okay, right? That's, that's Asher Yatsar. Asher Yatsar is really thanking Hashem for our very unique and special physiology, which is so complicated, and yet, thank God, just works always seamlessly and perfectly. Okay. After Asher Yatsar, we have a very interesting bracha, Elokai Neshama. Okay? A lot of things to talk about in Elokai Neshama. Um, first, okay, Elokai Neshama, it's a bracha. But it doesn't start with Baruch. Okay, it ends with Baruch, but it doesn't start with Baruch. And in source number two, you'll see that the Tosfot asks, right, Why doesn't this Beracha open with Baruch? So one of the commentaries, one of the Rishonim, the Rosh, which is not on here, gives the answer. The reason it doesn't start with Baruch is because it's in the category of what's called Bracha Smucha Lechaverta, which is it's, it's a Bracha that's close to a Bracha before it. Okay, so what Bracha is that? Well, is it Asher Yatsar? The Tosfot presents that option, and then in the end doesn't like it, because he says really there's no connection between the theme of Asher Yatsar and the theme of Elokai Neshama. Rejects that. Um, the Ra'avad in source number three says, no, it's not connected to Asher Yatsar. It's actually connected to a different bracha. The Ra'avad is Rabbi Avraham ben David, 12th century Torah scholar, brilliant, brilliant scholar, wrote commentaries on the Rambam, multiple commentaries um, on Halakha, Torah Shabal Peh, um, has a book, Ba'alei Hanefesh, specifically on Hilchot Nida. Um, and is really one of the early works that we study when we study certain areas of halacha. Um, okay, he says the bracha that it's shehismucha lebirkat hamapil chevle shena al enai. Okay, it's the the bracha that it's connected to is brach, is birkat hamapil. When do we say hamapil? Before, yeah, yeah. Before we fall asleep. Before we fall asleep. It's the last bracha that we say right before we fall asleep. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, that's interesting. So ask me a question. We say Modani and Asher Yatar. We say Modani and Asher Yatar in between, right? So it's not really so Samuch. Okay, good. Hold that though. And we sleep in the middle, right? Yeah. So what's happening? How could it be Smuchal Chaverta if we say Modani and, right, Asher Yatar and we sleep in the middle? So he answers the question. And it's Yadayim, yes. We need to do Yadayim in order to say Hashem's name, yes. Right? So, and he answers that question. He says, Veshena Enama Hafsaka. So he says it, the, the sleep is not a thing. It doesn't separate because it's, it's, it's just these brachot kind of are the bookends of the sleep. The mapil is right before. We say birkat mapil right before. And then elokaina shama right after. We still need to address Samantha's question. We're going to get there, right? Mm-hmm. What about Modeani and what about, okay? So he's saying it, it, it's connected hamapil and, and we'll look at the text at hamapil in a minute and we'll see how it, it really does jive nicely in terms of theme, okay? But now, first, we need to answer Samantha's question. What about Modeani and what about, right, the brachot after that? So Modeani was a later addition. Um, we'll see in the Rambam that it, initially, the first thing that a person was to say when they woke up was Elokai Neshama, not Modeani. That was added later. So when we have that, this jives very nicely. Either it's right, connected to Hamapil, right? Or it's connected, it can perhaps be connected to Asher Yatar, which we'll see soon, okay? So let's look at the text of Hamapil in, in source number four. It's in the Gemara. 
Okay, and says the Gemara, Hanichnas lishon al mitato, someone who goes to sleep, Omer mishema Yisrael ad vehayayim shamoa, right? We say kriyat shmal hamita, that we know. Veomer baruch hamapil chevle shena al enai utnuma al afapai, right? Baruch atah Hashem, blessed are you Hashem, who makes the bands of sleep, right? Fall upon my eyelids, who makes me fall asleep. Okay? And if you look later on, it's very nice, bracha birchat hamapil, right? And then later... Right? And, and, it's, and, and the person in Birkat Hamapil, I'm in like the third, the end of the third to last line, right? Make it, make it so that the, my eyes will open so that the sleep of death won't stay with me forever, right? And lighten my eyes in the morning lest I sleep the sleep of death is the English translation, right? So we see very nicely how thematically that fits that Elokai Neshama is the bracha that it is connected to, right? Because before we go to sleep, we say, oh, I kind of like, I hope we wake up, right? And then Elokai Neshama is like, oh, thank you, I woke up, right? So it fits very nicely thematically. Um, and then here in source number five, so that, that's one answer. And then in source number five, to address Samantha's question of, well, what about Modani is in the middle, isn't that, you know? The Rambam says, no, So and originally, right, we said Modani was a later addition, a person was supposed to say Elokai Neshama first, as soon as he woke up. Right, but I wonder why they were able to add in Modani, Modani after. Right, so why did they? So they, How did they get around the connection between them? So had they, so really the whole, the whole thing of the brachas mucha lechaverta, yeah, it's, it's, it's not so clear kind of like why they stuck it in or it's not so clear, um, maybe it's not even so clear why we need to say that it needs to be a brachas mucha lechaverta, yeah. right? Um, generally, in these types of scenarios, it is like right the Amidah classic example, right? We have the first bracha birkata avot starts with baruch, ends with baruch, and then all the other brachot don't start with baruch; they just end with baruch because they're smuchal chaverta, right? Same thing with halel. Same thing with pesukei dezimra, right? You have baruch sheamar and then yishtabach, which mm-hmm. ends. So right, and then that whole it's all it's all considered one unit because the baruchs connect them. Um, yeah. But how could you start with Elokai Neshama if you didn't do Netila Yadayim? Isn't that problematic also? Because you're saying Hashem's name. Yeah. Yes. So that, again, I mean, it could have been, it could be that like it was Muvan Me'elav that they did Netila Yadayim. Like they mm-hmm. did it anyway and it wasn't like a formal part of the Tefillah. Um, same thing with Hashem Yatzar. Right? Like it, maybe it wasn't a formal part of the Tefillah and then they just started like the the misgeret, like the framework of tefillah, started with Elokai Neshama. Um, you know, the, the halacha of Netilat Yadayim when you wake up, like that's been around. So that's how I would answer that, I think. But you're right. You can't say Hashem's name without doing Netilat Yadayim. So maybe that's why they did put Modani there, because it doesn't have Hashem's name. But you want to kind of recognize something with the mm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's what I think your husband told us. Uh, like, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 that makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And, and the, yes, Modani purposefully doesn't have Hashem's name in it because you can't say Hashem's name before you do Netilat Yadayim. So, yes, definitely that's purposeful. That was there, right? So that we have this recognition of, like, oh, we want to say thank you. And then we do Netilat Yadayim and I say Asher Yatar. Yes, good. Um, okay. If we move on to the next thing with Elokai Neshama, okay? So then we have Elokai Neshama Shenatata Bi Tehora. So what does that mean? Pure. Pure, but okay. So right. my Neshama is pure. So should I walk around all day saying that my Neshama is pure? Like, does anybody see a problem with that? Okay, when? Attached to Neshama. I'm saying, meaning, it's, you're, pre, you're praising Hashem for returning, for giving you your Neshama, and that it's pure. Ah, 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 so you're saying, like, it you should be right by Neshama. Okay. you giving me a pure Neshama. Thank you for giving me a pure Neshama. You're not, it's not attached. The Neshama that you gave me is pure. You're saying you would change the syntax. You would change the order. Maybe, but it could also be that 
right, like so. What does this mean? Does this mean that no, we're all like people, right? It's not you, you. It didn't. It wasn't attached to the word nishama because it's not a given. I think it is a given. I think though you could, like I think your soul you can't really mess up, so to speak. But you can like mess up like through your choice. But technically, you could always maybe return. I don't know. Good question. Mm-hmm. Or he gave it to you pure. Yes. But now it's up to you. It's so up to you. what you want to do with it. Right. right, right. And keep in mind, when do we say this? Right when we wake up. Right, right, when we wake up, right? So like, we like didn't have the chance to mess up yet. You right. know what I'm saying? That's true. Right? So, good. So, so, so there's, right, so we're saying that the neshama that Hashem gave us is pure. We say in the beginning of the day, what else is associated with tahara? What, what what word? Think of like a Kadosh. status. Yes, kedusha. Right. right. So I feel like you could maybe mess up your kedusha, but you can't mess up your tahara. I don't know. You can mess up your kedusha. Okay, good. So this fits in. Uh, so it's Rav Bick, Rav Ezra Bick of Yeshivat Haratzion, who wrote um, many books on prayer. A few books on prayer. I don't know about many, but a few books, a few very good books on prayer. He says it like this, right? So he says that. In right, the hilchot, you have the halachot of tumah, you have the halachot of tahara, okay. And in discussion of those halachot, anytime you talk about tahara, kedusha always comes. Like somehow, kedusha always always makes an appearance, right? To the point where sometimes we use tahara and kedusha interchangeably. What's the difference? He says. He says tahara is the baseline. He says that the world by at baseline, the way it was created, the way a person is, is tahor. And that represents the potential. Something is tahor when it has, it's at baseline and it has the potential to elevate. What does it have the potential to elevate to? Kedusha. So kedusha is almost like the finished product. Tahara gives you the ability to, to, to rise and, and to grow, right? What does tum'ah do? Tum'ah comes and disturbs that tahara status, right? And it, it stagnates that growth. There can't be any growth in the, in the, absent, in the presence of tum'ah, right? And, and a lot of thought and ink has been spilled kind of trying to, you know, determine the reasons for this. The best and most well-known reason um, that I know of out there, and if anybody knows any other interpretations, please let me know, is that the reason that tum'ah is what it is, is because it's typically connected to death, right? A dead body is avi avot It's the greatest source of death. A person comes into contact with anything having to do with death, a dead bug, anything, they are tameh for however long, right? And obviously we know a woman for her menstrual cycle, right? It symbolizes the loss of a potential life. So there is that connection kind of to death. It triggers a status of tum'ah. When a person is tameh, they don't have access to the Beit HaMikdash, Okay, they have to, a person needs to be tahor in order to have an act, in order to um, have access to the Beit Hamikdash, right? So when you have that status of tahor, right? So now this this drives very nicely with what Rav Bik is saying, right? You need to have a status of tahara in order to elevate into the realm of kedusha, right? I'm tahora. I could go. I can access the Beit Hamikdash, and then I can grow myself to a point where I'm kadosh. This is what we say every morning, right? Hashem, you gave me this neshama. It's tahora. And it's up to me to not mess up, right? And to get myself into that place of kedusha. Kedusha is not the given. Tehora is the baseline, and, and tehora is the given. So, are you saying that kedusha and tumah are really opposites? Because it sounds like tahara is always there, and then you just like lose the growth factor. Yes, there are. Rav Hankin says this in his um, in his teshuva in his shoot. Uh, bnei Banim, Shailot Vichivot Bnei Banim, in his answer to um, Tumat Hayoledet, he asks, why is a woman who just gave birth, why is she Tme'ah, right? Well, loss of life. She just had life. She just gave birth. That's life, right? Why is, why is she Tme'ah? So there are some that answer that it's the, like, it's the loss of the life that was attached to her. But he says, he says like you just said, he says the opposite of Tum'ah is not tahara. He says the absence of tum'ah is kedusha. So when you when that kedusha of life leaves, it creates a vacuum, like it it 
it creates like a ne- like a negative energy, and that's what triggers the the tumah status. That's Rav Henkin. Yes, very, very. It's a very nice. Uh, that's a very nice approach. I like it a lot. Um, Okay, so this is what we say in the morning. This is what we say about our neshama. We say, Hashem, the neshama that you gave me, I have the potential. I have this infinite potential right now to grow myself and, and to grow closer to you, right? Neshama shenatata bi tehora. Good. Okay, right? And then we move on, right? We say, ata berata, ata yitzarta, ata nefachta bi, right? Oh, before we get to that, so going back to the rejecting of, you know, the bracha of Elokai Neshama being connected to Asher Yatsar. So actually the, the, the Mishnah Brura likes that it's Mishnah Brura Rav Yisrael Meir HaKohen um, wrote commentaries on the Shulchan Aruch um, in kind of like the everyday halachot that we learn. Um, if a person learns halacha, Shulchan Aruch must learn Mishnah Berura in conjunction. Very, very important. His commentary is very, very important. So he's the one that says, he said, no, you could be somech Elokai Neshama to Asher Yatsar. And what's the significance of that? It's the significance and the unity of the soul and the body. Right? Just like we say in Asher Yatsar, Hashem looks out for the soul. Hashem, you know, makes the... Sorry. Hashem looks out for the body. Right? We say... We say... Right? Asher Yatsar Tadam Bechokhmah Ubarabo Nekavim Nekavim. Right? Or all these correct orifices. Galui V'yadu Lifnei Kisei Kevodecha She'im Yisatem Echad Mehem O Im Yipatech Echad Mehem E Efshal Yitkame Afilu Shachat. Right? Hashem keeps our physiology working in, in sync. And if something goes wrong then, you know, we might not even be able to survive. So, so too, Hashem looks out for our physical bodies and our physiology. So, you know, the, in the same vein, we say Hashem is also um, keeping our spiritual bodies and He's in charge of our spiritual selves and our neshama, right? So it's the unity of the body and soul, which is very important. Oh, maybe it comes after because it's easier for man to comprehend the physical. Like we see ourselves, you know, crawling, we see ourselves go to the bathroom. And the other thing is a little bit less, um, it's like the, the physical is more t- like tangential. Like yeah. You could really access it. And, yeah. And the other one is something that we have to really think about. So it's like a nice connection. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like that. It's a very nice transition. Also, it's interesting that in Asher Yatsar, it says Yatsar, Bara, and Yipata. Yes. Right. Yes. And then it says that in Elohai Neshama. Yes. But it is a different order. Which is interesting. Like in Asher Yatsad, it says Yatsad first, then Bara, and then in Elokai Neshama, it says Bara and then Yatsad. Yes. So Elokai Neshama is, if you look at your chart over here on in, in source number seven, that's true to the order in Sefer Bereshit. Mm. Okay. In mm-hmm. in Sefer Bereshit, right? This is pretty cool. We say Hashem, thank you so much, right? The Neshama that you gave me is. You created it. You formed it. You blew it into me, right? Which which correlates very nicely and is in the correct order of how the pesukim are in the right. creation of man, right? First, first Bereshit, right? Perik Aleph. Vayivra Elohim et haAdam betzalmo, right? Hashem creates man in His image, okay. Then we have Vayitzer Hashem Elokim et Hadam Afar Min Hadama. He literally forms man from the dust of the earth, right? And then finally Vayipach Be'apav Nishmat Chaim Vayehi Haadam LeNefesh Chaya. He blows literally blows life into man, right? So like every morning we're kind of like re-experiencing this. Um, all over again, right? It's like we have, I mean, obviously we're created, but Hashem almost like re-blows the life into us, and then that's what we say, atta right? You created, you formed, and atta now you are blowing your neshama right into me, right? right? And it's nice that also the beginning of the Torah is like the beginning of our tefillah. Yes. Like, so it goes back into, that the Torah is like the source of everything, so we should get our tefillah from that too. Right, exactly, exactly, right? Chazal knew what they were doing. It wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just random words. They, that's what they worked off of. Right. Yes, 100%, right? So with our first breath, right, we recognize that it's Hashem's breath that sustains us. Okay? Um, good. If you, go, if you move out questions... Um, if you move forward, right, what's interesting is 
what, when you read through these brachot, especially through Elokai Neshama, what sense do you get? Like, what feeling do you get? How do you feel? Gratitude. Thankful. Special. Gratitude, special, hopeful, right? Very positive. Yeah. Also, um, Asher Yatzai, you're talking about Hashem, but Elohim Hashem, you're talking to Hashem. Mm, yes. Like, it's straight. Yes. So, like, maybe more personal? More personal, especially when you're talking about the soul, right? You want to address God directly. And speaking to what you said before also, how it's like a progression, right? First, we need to kind of like recognize that, you know, God does everything. And then we're ready to address God. Right. And Nambam says in modern Nebuchim, because I was just learning it on Tuesday, and he was talking about like the different things for the mitzvah. Like one is for your like welfare and surviving. And then the other one is like um, enhancing your soul. And, like, you can't really fully enhance your soul if you're sick and you can't even, like, focus on spiritual things. Yes, 100%. Yes. Like, what is it also? Maslow's, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. needs. Yeah. Right? You can't focus on, uh, on, on the spiritual, right, if your basic needs aren't met. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yes. Um, so that definitely, definitely goes in line with what Sarah said. And, you know, yeah. just kind of being okay. You have to be okay in order to recognize these things. If you're not okay, you're not, you're not right. going to be in the right headspace um, to do that. So, good. So we said... We, we get very, it's very positive. We start the day very positive. We're thankful. We have gratitude, right? So it's almost like when we say, I, I always like, I found like sometimes chuckle when I think about this, right? We say, you keep it in me. And in the future, you're going to take it away. And then almost like in the same breath, we say, like, don't worry, it's going to come back. It's because we don't want to like ruin that that positivity we want to keep it going so it's like almost in the same breath we say like oh one day it's gonna wait but don't worry it's gonna come back i always kind of like find that you know okay chuckle like okay right. we want to stay positive in the beginning of our day you know right. we want to you continue could see that. like oh every day i have to be so nervous to wake up <laughs> right exactly yeah. right could easily go there so yeah. instead of like you know focusing on like uh-oh the what ifs and oh no what happens it's like we focus on like wow we're here yeah totally um, totally. Another thing about um, everything up until now, we, when we pray normally, right? What do you what? When we pray Amida, how do we pray? What? How do I ask this? How do we? What's the structure of 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 meaning when we talk to God? Is it just us that we're asking for? No. 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 Everything's in Rabim, right? And, and right, the source of that here we have in, in the Gemara says, A person should always associate with himself with the congregation, should not pray for himself alone. So now look at Elokai Neshama and Modani. Then you talk about yourself. Yeah, right? It's Lashon Yachid. Yeah, it's all Lashon Yachid. Mode Ani, right? Elokai Neshama, right? How come it's not Elokenu? Shanatata bi Tehora. Why is it not Shanatata Banu Tehora? Right? Interesting. But the closing of it is Rabim. The closing of it is Rabim, right? But like the Bracha, for the most part, is Yachid. That's very rare for us to say in our prayers. Elokai. I, I heard something nice about Modani once, though. Tell me. That, like, so, Modani Lefanecha, you say, like, think, uh, whatever, thank you, I, um, before you, you could say, like, he's like the king of all, and then it's just like, it's crazy to think that the king and the creator of everything, so, like, Big is like focusing specifically on me. Ah, yes. Right. I like that. Mm-hmm. Good. So like contrasting, like, don't think you're like, it's all about you, but it's like a special thing that you have. It is a special thing that you have, and you need that before you address the Rabim, right? You, first, we need to have our own personal experience with God and waking up in the morning and having our Nishamo return back to us, like, that's very much a personal experience with God. Right? We need to first be thankful for ourselves. We need to first be individuals before we can be a part of the group. Right. Uh, um, also, I guess we can't account for everyone. Like, God, like, in a million years, hopefully, like, we're not going to wake up one day 
And, <laughs> no, it's not. No, really. And it gives yeah. life like purpose and meaning. But like we can only say like thank you that I'm alive. We can't really control the other people. But I guess we could still say for everyone like in general, thank you for life. Yeah, I mean, especially like right, you know, that like they say that the the Jewish nation is like a body when like one part right. is you know one part is in pain, the whole nation suffers. Right. So I. I, I hear what you're saying. There's also, like, the other side of that coin, which is, like, a little bit the opposite of what you're saying. But it, but you're right in that there is value into you have to have – it has to be first about you. It, it, there is some, you know, validity and importance to the individual, right? We also have to have we, – we have definitely personalized and individualized relationships with Hashem. For sure, we have relationship with Hashem as a as a klal, as a unit. But we also have individualized relationships with Hashem. Everybody – um, relates differently, right? It's like yeah. I tell, it's like I tell my kalot, well, right before they're getting married, my brides, that you know you're about to enter into this unit. But just because you're about to enter into this unit doesn't mean you lose yourself. So instead of you know one entity now, there's really three entities, right? There's Abraham, there's Sarah, and then there's Mrs. Abraham and Sarah, right? And all of those, the, the, the Abraham and Sarah have to be okay in order for the Abraham and Sarah to work. If one is not okay, then the unit's not going to work. So it's the same thing here, right? If individuals are not okay, it affects the kahal. Yeah. It does. So first, we need to kind of focus in on our own, you know, own personal experience and, and, and how that, you know, what that looks like and be grateful first for ourselves. And then we're ready to later on pray for, pray for the group. Okay. Um... So we're ready now to move on from Elokai Neshama to the Brachot, to the Birkot HaShachar, right? Now, interesting, right? Like, what, what's the theme here in these Brachot? What are we thankful for? Functioning? Yeah, like basic functioning, right? It's, right. it's pretty, it's, it's, we take it for granted because we say them every morning, and I mean, I mean, I, I, hopefully I speak for myself. Like, we say them every morning, like, as we're, like, cleaning up and running out the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we don't um, give the proper thought to what we're saying, and we really should. Um, but, you know, we, we're, we're, like, thinking Hashem for basic functioning. What's, what's interesting is how the Rambam views how these brachot should be said. You sound, you, you seem right. like you're like ready he says, he says that you should do it as you encounter the thing yes which honestly i feel like i should take upon myself because you would really like like you would really get it more like if when i get dressed if i say this it's like whoa yes it forces you to stop and and in judaism we're very into that we're very into stopping yeah. and being very mindful of what we're doing and having kavanah for the act that we're doing it's right we're very very into that so so it's it's interesting that he says that right yeah. he says here if you if you want to see it inside in source number nine Right, mevarech kol achat mehen al davar shehabracha bishvilo b'shaato. As you do it, that's when you say the bracha. Right, ketzad harei shechagar chagurato vehu al mitato mevarech ozer Yisrael bigvura. When he puts on his belt, he'll say ozer Yisrael bigvura. Right, shama kol hatarnegol mevarech hanoten lasechvi bina. When he hears the rooster crowing, that's when he should say hanoten lasechvi bina. Right, our right. Our clue is the alarm clock. So he says, and he, and he, the next source, source number 10, he at length goes through each of the brachot and says at which point you say which beracha, right? So he says, when you hear the tarnagol, you say hanoten lasech vibina. When he puts on his clothes, you say malbisharumim, right? When he puts, covers his head, he says oter Yisrael betifara. When he puts his hands over, you know, wipes his face, pokeachivrim, like as you do each of your morning things, you stop and you say thank you for the fact that I could function like a normal, like a typical person. And you, you really thank Hashem for your basic functions. Um, you know, putting on your shoes, right? You, having ground to walk on. Yeah. I like this, but I also feel like by doing that, you're missing like the depth of the brachot. Like if you're taking, I, I understand that it is thanking Hashem for like the basic functionalities and the things that we have, but like, when we're thanking Hashem for, a, what was the one that girds us with glory? Like there are other things to think about besides like wearing a belt. And I feel like it, it takes away like 
the other meanings that could exist within these brachot, like like la bina, like you're not just thinking about a rooster, you're thinking about other things. Interesting. I so I think, I think, and and you're welcome to not agree. I think that the the thanking Hashem for the basic function is the depth of it. Meaning, sometimes we're 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 looking for like the you know the 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 the, the, the very something very very deep, but. but we have to stop first and appreciate. Like, wait a second. Like, I, I, I could put on my shoes. I could, I could, I can put on my clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not something to be taken for granted. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's machlokot in the Gemara. Should a blind person say pokeach ivrim? Right? Like, like, meaning that first we need to do that. It's almost, it's almost connected to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't get to the spiritual stuff if right. I don't have these basic things met. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. I, like that. I think that's very interesting because I also like used to see it as Jen. Like, okay, like what am I reading into this so that it could be more special? But really the basic thing right. is what I should be focusing on. It's really sure. true. Right? Sure. Like, like, yeah, so most of us, we don't have roosters today. We don't hear the rooster anymore. But, right, so what we're saying really is like, okay, so we're, we're, we're saying the bracha on the light Right, that differentiation between night and dark, and and that moment of like when kind of the world wakes up, right? So if you maybe if you want to look a little deeper, you could go like that. But but I think you just just the base, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. the basic thing that like the day comes and the world just starts up again. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I know that like you're supposed to say bracha when you're doing something, and that's what the source is saying. Mm-hmm. But I think that. There are things we do without thinking, without mindfulness, and this is just bringing it back. Like, you may have done these things already, but now you're going to say it so that you could actually feel what you did and realize what you did and be thankful for what you did. Correct. So, and, and I think you could see that in both ways, right? You see it in, in the approach of the Rambam saying that you say the bracha on the action, right? Literally, that it's over la siyata, right? But I think you're right, you're right in that in the end of the day, we're not posei kalacha like this, right? We don't, we don't say bracha right before we put on our shoes. We don't say bracha like right when, as we're getting dressed. We don't do that. We say it in shul. And I, I think that that's very true. When you say it, you really should be thinking back to like, wow, you know, I'm being thankful and I, I'm bringing myself back to paying attention of what I was just able to do five minutes ago before I left the house. A hundred percent. That's totally the function of these brachot, right? Then, and, and Meaning, it's significant. This, this is how, first of all, this is how we start our day in general. And this is how we start prayer. Like, we're just thankful for, like, just kind of being. Um, and which also goes back to what you okay. said. Like, you know, sometimes we're just, we're looking, we're, we're four steps ahead of ourselves. Like, we, like, just, sometimes it's just being the moment. I'll never forget. When, when, when I was getting married... So we all, like, you know, we all bought the books and we all, you know, we were asking all our friends, like, give me your name, I'm going to pray for you. And, you know, there's a big thing to pray under the chuppah. And, and I, and then, like, I remember as I'm getting, like, my things ready, um, I don't remember if it was before the kitubah, after the kitubah, or, or at what point, but like, Rabbi Aluf just said, like, stop. Just answer amen to the brachot. Just listen to the brachot under the chuppah and just answer amen. That's what you're doing. You're not thinking about 14 other people. There's other times to pray for other people. You're just listening to the brachot. You're in the moment, and you're just saying amen. Sometimes that's just what we need to do. Like we 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 miss out on like what we're actually doing sometimes because we're always thinking fourteen steps ahead. You know what I'm saying? And there's always a time and place to think fourteen steps ahead. I'm not saying no, but sometimes it's too much. I also think that there's a lot of strength in going one after the other. You know, like it builds. Yeah, it's just like this is amazing. You know, thank you, Hashem. Bless the Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Bless the Hashem. Bless the Hashem who gives us this. Bless the like. There's strength in that. Yeah, and we're and we're specifying with each mm-hmm. thing. We're being specific. Yeah, right, I find this amazing. I think that's awesome, but I find it harder because when all the things are together, like it just like I'm saying. Obviously, we it becomes rote sometimes, and like you should recognize, like we're re. Uh, like I don't know what the word is but we're revisiting it so like it's going to be more conscious hopefully next time but like for me when I say it all at the same time like sometimes each individual thing like loses out but I I hear what you're saying also but I don't know I I I definitely relate to what you're saying but I think that that's like the also like you said it's that that's the purpose like we're bringing meaning to the rope like we think 
Because yeah. because we're like influenced from like you know outside culture, like rote is bad. Like we're always looking for change, right? But like really, rote is good. Like it means that things are going well, right? Yeah. Like everything's good. I'm good. I'm healthy. I'm going. I'm living my life. I'm doing my thing. Like. So it brings meaning to the role. It's like, thank you, Hashem, that nothing major is going on and, you know, right. and, 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 and changing yeah, things. Like Sometimes we look too much for change, but really, like, we should be happy with the rote and the routine. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of meaning in that, too. Um, good. Right. And then we and then ultimately the Ramban in source number 12 disagrees with the Ramban's approach shocker right um and and he says that we're not we we don't we don't do this saying you know each thing as we're doing it right so the ramban and sarah are on the same page right it's thinking back to you know what i'm there we're praising god for what i was just able to do right okay the last thing we're going to address is birkat haTorah. um so, okay, we said all these, you know, basic brachot, okay? And then we have, Baruch HaTashem, Elokeinu Melech Olam, Asher Gishan Mispah V'Tivanu, Al Divrei Torah, Ve'arev Na Hashem Elokeinu, Et Divrei Toratcha, Befinu, right? Our, your words of Torah should be sweet and pleasant in our mouths and in the mouths of all of Israel, and we should, and us and our descendants and our children, our grandchildren should all kulanu yodei shemecha ve'lomdei Toratcha lishma, Baruch HaTashem, Ha'amelamei Torah Lamo Yisrael, right? So we, we ask, first we make a bracha on Torah, then we ask for Hashem to make the words of Torah sweet within our mouths. Kulanu yod shemecha. How do we know Hashem? What's yidiat Hashem? How do we go about yidiat Hashem? Rambam is very big on this. Interacting with his world and looking at nature and learning Torah. And learning Torah, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. No, per, no, you're on the money. That's exactly what he says, right? Kulanu yod shemecha. Here we're specifically focusing on the Torah aspect, but you're right. 100% right in that, and that's what he says, right? Where, where, how do you know, how do you know a person? You interact with them, right? You study, you, you mm-hmm. literally kind of study them, right? You get to know a person. You go on dates because you want to get to know them, right? You, you ask them questions and you listen to their answers, right? Same thing. Like we want to get to know Hashem. We study Torah, so we ask Hashem to make the words of Torah sweet to us, and we make a bracha on the Torah. And then at the end, the last one, right, is. We thank Hashem for giving us the Torah and for choosing us to have the Torah be given to us. Thank you, Hashem, for even giving that to us. Okay? So that's all very nice. But now, as women, especially when you look at Kulanu Shemecha, right? We have to learn Torah to know God. So maybe women should not. Say Birkata Torah. No. I know. I'm with you. Don't worry. I'm really on your side. Right? Maybe we shouldn't. We don't, we're not obligated to learn. Okay. So let's see, right? So obviously that's, we would never say that. Right? Even though women are not obligated in Talmud Torah, right? There's still a lot of Torah that we, that we are obligated in. Every time, first of all, as Torah observing, um, halachic, God worshiping individuals, right? We're, we're engrossed with Torah every single day. When we leave, when we lead and live Torah lifestyles, we interact with Torah, right? When we go volunteer somewhere, when we when we take care of our kids, when we ask a question, uh, did I kosher my oven? Is this right? We're being mitasek with Torah. We're we're being busy with Torah. Torah frames our lives and Torah frames our day. So we really are always constantly engaged with Torah. So we should say a bracha on that, right? What does it have to do with Not Sephardic women. Oh, right. Like love and stuff? Yeah. Right. You're right. 100%. So totally, that's, at the end of the day, that's what the majority of the commentaries say, that this is different. Especially since, like, I see this bracha as, again, we went from from thanking Hashem for the physical things, now we're, the Torah stuff is how we're going to live our lives, how we're going to nurture our souls, how we're going to, Nurture our, you know, nishamot, and we're going to bring our nishamot to the kedusha and all of that stuff. So, 
Of course it has to be recognized in tequila. Awesome. That's a no-brainer. Um, yes. Yes. And that, that also adds to the conversation of, like, women and Talmud Torah and women learning Torah, and, right? Like, it's... Even if you want to say that we're just going to learn what we, you know, the, the bare basics of what we need to learn, which I'm not going to say that, but hi- hypothetically, even if I did, right, that's still a, a lot to, to, like you said, right, like to frame our day and do what we need to do. Yeah. Also, outside of obligation or not, like saying Asher Baharbanu, we're part of the nation that Hashem chose. Yes, thousand percent. Yes, yes. But it is a discussion, I, I, again, with you, on your 100%. Um, but the commentaries do bring it up. They do ask, well, maybe women shouldn't be obligated in Birkat HaTorah. Um, and, and they ultimately answer that they are, largely because of a lot of what we said already. Um, the Bet Yosef brings an interesting, uh, an interesting thing here in, in source number 14. He says, right, Kihen mevarchot al kriat ha-korbanot. They, they say the bracha on reading the korbanot piece of, of tefillah, right? And because tefillah is keneged korbanot, they're obligated in prayer and they should be obligated in reading korbanot. Um, not everybody agrees with that. It's interesting that the, I, I was actually never, not aware that the Bet Yosef brought this down. Because um, how does that work to no woman that I know reads korbanot? Does anyone read korbanot? No one reads Korbanot. All right, you go straight to Baruch Shemar, right? No one reads Korbanot. Yeah, so I, 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 I like need to look into this more. I, I, I'm almost positive that we're not posek like this, but then why is Bet Yosef bring it down? Because Bet Yosef is the Shulchan Aruch, and normally like that's what we do. Um, but I thought it was interesting that that he brings that down because since women should be reading Korbanot, right? So that's why they they should be saying. And then he says, and because they're obligated to learn all of the rules that, that apply to them, fine, that's like on a practical level, which like I'm assuming we're like, don't love that. that. No, oh. I was thinking that. Right, on a practical on level. On a practical level where, you know, we're building homes, we're raising the next generation, we need to be educated. Yeah, I th- agreed. But so, Yeah. When you like when we're not supposed to say the bracha on lulav, that's like when you're going to sit down to do something with the lulav. We're not chayav to to do it, so we're not saying the bracha. Um, when we study Torah, I mean, we were not saying this pasuk, this bracha, like a like a man does when he opens the Torah on Shabbat. He goes for an aliyah and he says, "Right, pasuk, sure. mm-hmm. whatever this bracha." Mm-hmm. But it's part of tefillah. It's part of the way we live. So it becomes part of tefillah. It's not for the specific mitzvah. Yes. But even within mm-hmm. tefillah, right? Like, like since women are not obligated in tefillah, so, so I don't know how, ma- how many actually do this, but women shouldn't say, according to Chama Vadya, shouldn't say the brachot with Shem and Malchut in Pesukei de Zimra, right? Like in Baruch She'amar, you should, shouldn't say... Yeah, I don't say it. You sh- you you don't say with shame You have a sidur without it. You do it the no. Bar- yeah, I just, like right because I went to Barkai and they taught us that way. Right. What about also Shabbat? Right. Yeah. Right. You say Baruch Melech Meulal Batish Bachot. According to Chamovad, yeah. You don't, I don't do that either because I like when I was little I wasn't trained that way, and it's funny. My husband always tells me that's what I should do, but it it doesn't come naturally to me. I can't like. That's it. It just doesn't come natural to me, but that's the way that it should, right? All Chamavad Yassidurim that are printed for women, that's how it's without Shemu Machut. So there is like this... Which throws me off. Yeah, throws me off too. I'm not used to it at all. If, if I, on occasion, I have like a conscious effort in my head, then I'll make adjustments, but like if I'm, so you know... According to him, <laughs> yes. Wow. Right, there's what to rely on. It's not like... From yeah. that perspective, should women be praying not from... Sidur. A regular Sidur? Yeah. <sighs> no, I think pray from a regular yeah, Sidur. Yeah, I think pray just, from a regular Sidur, yeah. 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 Right. Maybe that's even better. Well, it's just that, right. <laughs> then, then, right, then you have to be, yes, so yes. They make sidurim for women. Yeah, yes, I they never, do. I never connected to that. Me neither. I found it to be very limiting, personally. 
because like what if there's yeah, a day I don't want where a special seed I'm part of the whole exactly yeah, like what if true. what if I what if one day I want, I'm gonna say Vayvarech David and Az Yashir you know like I don't want it to be I want it to be if you know what I want it to be my choice but you know everyone excuse me I'm asking yeah. What is this with the lulav and etro? So you're Ashkenaz. You're allowed to say a bracha on a and etrog, and you do. <laughs> Sephardic women are not allowed to say Why? a bracha because since we're not obligated, we cannot say asher kiddishanu b'mitzvotav v'tzivanu because we were not commanded. So according to Chacham of Adya Yosef, it's a bracha levatalat, a wasted bracha. We're not allowed. What about before Adya Yosef's time? Even I think even according to Shulchan Aruch, that's the Sephardic psaq, women do not make brachot on mitzvot that they are not obligated in. Um, but Ashkenazim are posek differently. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just a different way that the halacha developed. Doesn't Chacham Avadia Yosef say that it's lotisa? Like he makes it very, a very big deal that you can't say brachot levatala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's very, he's very machmir on brachot levatala. Very machmir on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the the last approach. Yeah, I I I really I, I I do agree with you. It's the commentaries bring it up, so I thought you know let's kind of look at this from all aspects. But if anything, we'll just appreciate like what we're doing and we're we're thankful for Torah and and our in you know engagement. And I'm I'm happy that we're all engaged in Torah, mm-hmm. um, right? And the last one is the Brisker Rav, who is the father of the Rabbi Salavechik that we all know. Um, of the last century, who was a major influencer on on just modern orthodoxy and Jewish philosophy and Jewish thought, and wrote a ton of books in every area of Judaism, really. Right, and he's the one also that says that it's it's not like you exactly like you said, Sarah. It's not a bracha on a mitzvah. It's not. It's a bracha of shevach. It's a bracha of praise, and it represents that. The, we are involved in the framework of Torah and we shouldn't view it as a bracha on a mitzvah like lulav and like, you know, all these other brachot that we don't say. We don't view it that way. And that's that's his perspective on it. Right? And it is in the women's sidur. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Birkata Torah is in the women's sidur. Yes. So, right? So, so right? At the end of the day... This whole unit of Birkot HaShachar is to start, start us, right? Set the tone for our day. Set the tone for our prayer in a way that we're just thankful to Hashem for everything. From the physical to the spiritual. And that's, and that's really how we begin. That's how we begin the day. That's how we begin Tefillah. Yeah. Yeah.